Hello, everybody out there in podcast land. I am Chantal Bisson, author of the Without Losing Your Cool book series. I'm also a serial entrepreneur, and I may or may not be married to the world's most incredible husband, but I'm definitely mama to three sassy, fiery, ambitious adult daughters and newly minted grandmother to my grandson, Rory. My mama always said I had the gift of the gab. So welcome to my podcast, Without Losing Your Cool, where I tackle, discuss, and uncover the curveballs that come at you in this messy, beautiful thing called life and hopefully help you get through them without losing your cool. Take it from somebody who's been through a whole gamut of life's challenges, traumas, and obstacles. I'm your been there, done that, but it didn't kill me. It made me stronger cheerleader BFF you've been looking for. Every Wednesday, I will bring you some sassy, tell it like it is truth bombs, moments of reflection, and answer a burning question asked by one of my listeners, of course, and interview some incredible guests whose life experiences, stories, and expertise will make you feel seen and heard. Remember, none of us are alone out there. So let's dive into today's episode. All right. Well, it's another Wednesday where we get to hang out with one of my Without Losing Your Cool podcast listeners who has called in or, yeah, I guess it's called in. I mean, they go to the website under podcast and they leave a message on this really cool app called SpeakPipe. But yeah, they call in with a question and essentially become my guest for the episode. And this week's episode, I, I actually was not going to have this guest on because it's above my pay grade. To be honest with you, it's actually totally above my pay grade. And I thought I have no business diving into this pool when A, I've not experienced what she's experienced. And also I, yeah, I don't really know what to say, but then I thought I want to give support to her and hopefully through having her on and answering her question and giving her guidance in how I would probably deal with it might help her because ultimately when people call in and ask a question, they're calling in because they want some help. They want some advice and they want support. So I figured Chantel, put your fear aside and come forward and step into it and answer the question. So I'm going to play Ruby's question for me, and you guys are going to listen to it for the first time. Hi, Chantel. So, I'm 50 years old, been in a relationship with the same person since I was 16. I agree with you. The lockdown was horrible. I could not wait for him to get back to work, and he was only off for four months. First month was great. After that, I told him he needed to walk our for a daughter for longer times. But the bigger issue is I have a very curvy body and my girls finished the body. I know it's what attracted my husband to me when I was 16. And it's what made me feel sexy and helped me get through some of my childhood traumas. However, I've had to lose them due to breast cancer and have to stay flat due to the type of cancer. I also had to have a complete hysterectomy, which means they took away all of my hormones and put me into complete menopause before I turned 50. They also put me on hormone suppressant 
for any little part of my body that could still be making estrogen or progesterone. The stuff that makes you feel sexy. So my husband is worried about causing me pain because he has seen me be in pain a lot over the last four years. And I want to have sex with him. I sincerely do. I still get urges occasionally. Definitely not as frequent, but my biggest issue is I don't feel sexy at all. I look at myself in the mirror and see my scars and the scars are like, yay, I'm glad I got rid of the cancer, but it's also, I miss my girls. I miss feeling sexy and being able to dress them up. So that's the question. How do I get my sexy back, basically? When you can't take hormone therapy, you know, you live on a very tight budget, so you can't go out and buy clothes. And because I'm being curvy, clothes has never been my thing, really, because it's hard to find plus size clothes. So what can we do, him and I, to try and get that? sexy feelings back in our relationship. Well, so now I'm sure you guys can understand why I initially was like, I'm not touching this with a 10-foot pole because I, I don't relate in the same way of having the experience of that kind of, that level of illness. So of course I was thinking, oh, I'm not, I'm not going to answer this. I'm not. But then I, I prayed about it and I meditated on it because really you don't have to have had illness in order as a woman to struggle with feeling sexy. Now, of course, Ruby, you have all these extenuating circumstances because like you said, they've taken all your hormones away. They've taken everything out. So even if you had had the cancer, having to have the hysterectomy as well has completely fucked all that up. So you've got like double whammy happening here. And I first want to say, it sounds like you're on the other side of your cancer, which congratulations. And that's beautiful and brilliant. And it's been obviously a long, hard fought victory. Four years is a long time to battle cancer. So I'm sorry that you've had that experience. And I'm sorry that, you know, you've gone through this. And obviously, you and your partner have been together your entire lives. 16, that's so young. So it must have been painful for him also to watch the love of his life suffer like that. So I want to say that I'm sorry that this has happened to you and that you've gone through it. It's beautiful that he's standing beside you, that you have that kind of relationship to have that support and have that love. I know it sounds crazy that I'm congratulating him for staying with you, but the reality is, and you see it all too often, a lot of men run for the fucking hills when their women get sick. And especially when you're young, when you're 50. I mean, a lot of men with less character would be like, well, I still got my whole life ahead of me. And I don't, do I really want to stay with this girl? Especially because you said that, he, that your breasts are what attracted him to you. Well, he was 16, so he's horny. So yeah, I'm sure your breasts were what attracted him to you at 16 as a horny teenager. But Ruby, you need to give yourself more credit as a human being. And I think that this is where maybe we begin in knowing your worth as a whole person and your value as a human being. 
does, is not comprised of your bits and pieces. So I want to start there. I want to start with asking you the question, why do you feel like the only value that you have to him is A, as a sexual being, and B, as a sexual being with large breasts? I mean, he stood with you through cancer, through the fight of your life. I'd say that he loves you, not your breasts. He's in love with you. For me, if it were me, and I appreciate and respect that you're you're having these thoughts and these feelings and these insecurities, it goes without saying that you would have that struggle, 100%. If I lost my breasts and my ovaries, and I, I hear this a lot with women who go through cancer in this way, there is that time where you mourn being female. And I think that this is where we kind of go, got to go backward, that your bits and pieces aren't what make you female. You are female. So I think where we need to begin is in the part of your mind that believes that the only worth you have is the parts and pieces of you that are female, rather than knowing that you have value because of you because of the way you laugh, because of the way you smile, because of the way you maybe sing off key. I mean, I don't know you, but all the things about you are why he loves you, not whether or not you have breasts. So first, I want you to go to that place in your, your heart and in your soul of knowing and understanding that the love is what he's drawn to. You are what he's tied to and what he's connected to. So that's dealing with him. And, you know, as far as wanting not to cause you harm, that makes total sense to me. I have a lot of friends whose partners wouldn't have sex with them while they were pregnant because they were so worried that they were actually going to injure the baby. It's a very real thing. Men do struggle with that and do have that worry and fear. And because he loves you so much, obviously he wants to take care of you and he wants to make sure that you're comfortable. And because you don't have any of your hormones, probably sex is very painful. So in relation to him being sexual with you, you know, I would say more foreplay. And you know, if you feel self-conscious about the scarring of your chest, where your breasts used to be, where your girls used to be, then, you know, put on a bra. And I mean, this may sound stupid. I may be talking out my ass and people might be like, Chantel, you're out of your mind. Put on a bra and stuff it and put a t-shirt on or put a tank top on and have sex like that. Have sex like that. I mean, you know, there are stores that sell these like, they almost look like chicken cutlets and you actually put them in your bra to push the girls together. And I, like there are things you can do and you don't need to spend a fortune. But I would go on Amazon, I would go on Google and be like, hey, are there bras out there with essentially implants in them that I can wear and then put a t-shirt or tank top over? There's gotta be. I mean, there's gotta be. I've, I don't know because this is not my reality and I've not had to look for these things, but I would venture to guess that there is. And if there isn't, 
Ruby, I want you or all my listeners, if you Google this shit and it's not there, message me because I'm going to create it. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to come up with this cuz it's a need. But that's what I would do. I would I would find a way, I would get creative in finding a way to create false breasts and then put on a tank top, put on a t-shirt, put on a, a silky PJ top and leave it on. Just leave it on. And I would invite you and your husband to have more foreplay. And foreplay can be getting your feet massaged. It can be him making you dinner. It can be oral sex. Look for ways to start the sexual, fanning the sexual flame long before you want to have penetration. And then also when you're Googling, if there are bras out there that already have breasts in them, Google really high quality vaginal lubrication and invest in some of that. Because like we said earlier, if you're not having your hormones then you're gonna run into that problem where you're not going to be having that, you know, that vaginal softness, you're not gonna be creating fluid down there and all the stuff. So that's what I would do as far as physically being comfortable with sexual interaction. I would do those two things. So the first thing you're gonna do is you're going to stop not just stop like you're gonna, but you're gonna do work toward coming to understand that he's been with you since you're 16. You've been together since you were 16 years old. And over the course of time, and I know this to be true because Yannick and I have been together since we were 18 and we're 52. The love is so much deeper. It is so much more evolved and they don't love us anymore simply because of how we look on the outside. There is so much more depth to the relationship. So one, you're going to hold on to that. And maybe you guys can have conversations and talk to each other about the why of your love. Like, why do you love me? Like, make a list, you know, have him make a list of why he loves you. And you make a list of why you love him. And then you share these things back and forth. Get reconnected to the other reasons why you're in love with each other that not just physical that are not just physical on the exterior. Let, let, let's dig deeper. We need to, as human beings, let go of surface love and, and seeing our value and our worth as what we look like on the outside. Because there's no way in hell that he expects you to still look like the 16 year old. You don't expect him to look. I happen to know when men get to a certain age, their balls do not look the way they looked at him, but yet you still love him. His ass doesn't look the way his ass looked when you dated him when he was 16, all the things. So. Women, we need to stop holding ourselves to an impossible standard of keeping our youth in vitality, but not holding men to that same expectation and standard. So that's what you're gonna start with. You're gonna start there. You're gonna start with looking yourself in the mirror and listing off all the other reasons why you have value and why you are lovable and why you are worthy of love. Then once you come to terms with that, you're going to get into conversation with your man about what other things do you love about me other than my breasts, other than how I am physically. And that'll draw you closer and that'll connect you. And that closeness and that communication, that helps you feel sexy. You know, when you can when you can boost your confidence in why your partner is with you and the things that your partner loves about you, girl, that is like money in the bank, okay? So it sounds like to me, like you need to have more conversations and more communication with him and uncover all the depth of the reasons why he loves you. And then, yeah, you're gonna go and you're gonna go find some bras with breasts in them. There's got to be, there's gotta be. I've gone to so many drag shows and these guys 
who don't have breasts and implants look awesome. There's gotta be something out there. And you're gonna buy that and you're gonna wear that under a t-shirt tank top or some kind of silky pajama top and you're gonna have sex with that top on. And you're gonna get some really high quality vaginal lubrication and you're gonna do that. And you're gonna have more oral sex, okay? You're gonna spend more time in foreplay. But first you're gonna start here. You're gonna come to terms, come to peace with why you connect the sexiness to all that's exterior rather than what's interior, okay? You're gonna go and start there because really being sexy and feeling sexy, it really does start in our brains. It really does start in our heads and the way we see ourselves and how we think ourselves and our value and whether or not we think we're worthy and all the shits, all the societal bullshit that we put on ourselves as to why we deem ourselves sexy or not sexy. And then I think what I would do, and again, I'm just, I'm just talking out loud here about if I were in your shoes, how I would proceed forward to get back to the things that I enjoyed is being in a place where you can make peace with what's happened to you. Like for me, who I am as an individual, I know that I can't go forward until I've completely unpacked and resolved what got me there or what has me stuck there or why I am in the predicament that I'm in. And with you, your predicament that you're in is that you got thrown into losing your woman parts due to health crises, which is traumatic and shitty. And I can't even imagine it. And I think you're brave and I think you're wonderful and I think that the only way you're going to reclaim your womanhood is to fully express how angry, I mean, I'm putting angry on you. You might not be angry, but like go through all of it, like go through all of it. Have you gone through it? You don't say anything about that in your message, but I wonder, have you? Because I know for me, until I like yell, at the world until I punch the pillows, until I cry, until I fully break down, until I fully allow myself to go to the deep, deep, deep pain of something that took me by surprise. I don't get over it and I, I can't go forward. And you may not be like that, but I ventured to guess that because you're still struggling with who you were before, that maybe you haven't really gone through the process of acknowledging what it's taken from you, looking at the loss, mourning what you no longer have, finding, and again, I don't know, finding the gratitude in the circumstance that you find yourself in. And once you can be find gratitude and that might be i i don't know i would think for me the immediate source of gratitude would be i fucking survived wow that could have really gone the other way and i'm still alive so that's where i would go with that but again it's easy for me to say sitting here in my you know podcast room and tell you that when it's not my reality but ruby i really want you to go back and find your worth outside of your bits and pieces. And I think that once 
you learn to fall in love with yourself and to find the positive in all of it, it will, it will be easier to find your sexy, get your sexy back. And the other thing too, I want you to ask yourself, and I think everybody needs, especially women, right? So often our relationship to sex is performative for a lot of us, especially those of us who've been raised in households where we're told it's dirty, it's bad, it's only for men to enjoy. I want you to ask yourself if you feel pressure to be wanting sex. Like, do you really, really want sex? Do you really, really miss it? I would, I would do some work there too and come, come to the knowing of where you are at. And then that will also help you how to get sex back in your life if you are in a space where you're like, okay, this is my relationship to sex. This is what I want going forward. I want my relationship to sex to be going forward. And then, you know, come up with a plan with your guy. But if I were in your shoes, I would start with really digging deep and figuring out where I'm at emotionally with what cancer's done to me and what cancer's taken from me. And I would probably write about that. I would just like fully stream of consciousness, just write out if you haven't already, you know, like if you're still in the mood where it's like fuck cancer, then write about that, you know? And I think once you are really real about how you feel toward cancer and about cancer, I believe just like anything else in our life that's hard, anything else that takes us by surprise, anything else that changes our lives so profoundly, until we've processed and faced that head on and experienced it and, and gone through all the expressions of emotions that we need to, I can't see how you could just flip a switch and feel sexy, right? Because there's just too much other shit in there. I would start there. I'm glad you asked this question. But yeah, I would start there. Talk about your relationship to cancer. Talk about how you feel about cancer and all the emotions. And keep writing about it until you feel at peace with it. And once you get to at peace with it, start to write about what you're grateful about now that you're on the other side. Then go get go get that bra. There's got to be a bra. And when you find it, message me because I got to know where you find those fucking bras. And get into communication with your partner. I'm a big talker. As you know, that's why I have a podcast. Yeah, write it all out. Have really cool, open conversations about love and what you love about him. Ask him what he loves about you and build from a foundation of love and not a foundation of breasts or ovaries. And then message me. Let me know how this resonated for you and let me know if there was anything good in here. Because again, I said I was not gonna touch it with a 10 foot pole because I, I can't even begin to understand where you're at and how you feel and what it's like to be in your shoes. But I do have a girlfriend, Lise Wilcox, who did have breast cancer very unexpectedly and she wrote a book about it called Becoming. I would recommend that you grab her book, Lise Wilcox, Becoming, and follow her on social media. She's brilliant and has been able to put herself out there as a single mom of three 
to put herself back out there and be sexy and be sexual and find her mojo again. So please do go follow her and reach out to her. She's an incredible, incredible human being, but also very powerful life coach. And she loves to share her wisdom and help other women that are going through the same journey that she's been through. So I would strongly recommend that you go check her out and reach out to her. She's a beautiful, beautiful woman, just like you and Ruby. I'm sorry to see that this has happened to you. And I feel terrible that you lost your women bits, but I'm really, really grateful that you won the war. Don't forget it. Well, that was fast, wasn't it? Here we are, we're already at the end. And I wanna thank you for tuning in and listening to this episode of Without Losing Your Cool podcast. And thank you also for elevating us to BFF and cheerleader status in your life. I'm so grateful for your support and I love having you here with me every single week. And most of all, I'm just deeply obsessed with bringing these juicy, raw and real combos to the table so that you can live your life without losing your cool. If this episode touched you and it made you think things and feel things, I'd love to hear from you. So please share your thoughts and feelings on social media and just make sure you tag us at Without Losing Your Cool. You can also subscribe and rate and leave a review on Apple Podcasts and send me a screenshot of your review so you can be sure to be entered to win some cool prizes from time to time. And if you have a burning question that you'd love to have me answer on an episode of my podcast, go to ChantelBison.com backslash podcast and leave me a message for your question to be featured on an upcoming episode. And you know what? Until next time, friends, do the hard things. Remember, you're never alone and show up like you mean it all without losing your cool.